The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. 3.39 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. The high-level bridge will shine green and gold tonight in the memory in honour of Hockey Hall of Fame coach Claire Drake, who passed away on Saturday at the age of 89. Drake coached the University of Alberta Golden Bears to six Canadian University Men's Hockey Championships and 17 Canada West Conference Championships. Joining us this afternoon, and, and that's just the start of the long list of accomplishments of uh, the one and only Claire Drake. Joining us this afternoon is Stan Marple, the GM of the U of A Golden Bears men's hockey team and a former player himself. Stan, thank you for taking the time this afternoon and our condolences on your loss. Thank you very much, Jalen. It's uh, It's been a tough day, but, um, you know, there's a lot of people remembering a lot of great times they had with a great man as well. So tell us about um, about Claire Drake. Stan, I never had the privilege of meeting him. I've just been reading about him and learning through uh, the many experiences um, being relayed by so many right now. Uh, what was Claire Drake like? Uh, he's just a really great person. Um, you know, as far as coaching goes, uh, he was an innovator. Uh, he was ahead of his time. Uh, he was very meticulous and very detailed. He got the best out of his players. But what really, what really uh, I admired the most about him was just the way he treated people. He treated everyone. He treated everyone with respect. And um, you know, because of that, he earned the respect of his players, and and they would go for the, through a wall for him. He was a He's a great man and uh, a good friend. Stan, I've heard uh, over the past couple of days the words that you used, innovator and ahead of his time. Can you can you expand on that? And, um, you know, what do you mean by him being an innovator and being ahead of his time when it came to the game? Well, you know, Coach wasn't afraid to try new things and he wasn't afraid to share those findings with other people at a time when coaches were pretty insular and, <laughs> and didn't want to share things. Like, for an example, he basically initiated pressure, uh, you know, on the penalty kill, which before that everyone was just kind of in a static box, you know, kind of, you know, waiting for the other team to, to make a mistake. Uh, in this, you know, he kind of initiated applying pressure in that situation, mm-hmm. which was never done <laughs> done before. And it's just, he was a real student of the game and, and through coaching clinics and um, through Hockey Canada, he really spread the word to a lot of different coaches and, and helped the game progress immensely. You know, Haley Wickenheiser tweeted, um, I think it was yesterday, that Coach Drake's fingerprints are all over hockey in this country. A true gentleman and kind soul, very fortunate to have been one of the many players coached by him. You know, tell us about... Um, the, the the coaches that he has influenced, um, you know, when she talks about his fingerprints being all over hockey in this country, give a little bit of background on that, Stan. Well, I know that uh, when Ken Hitchcock was coaching the Sherwood Park Midget Triple A's uh, and working at United Cycle, uh, he spent a lot of time at Claire Drake Arena, uh, Varsity Arena at that time, you know, and, and Claire always had time for everyone. I know he discussed tactics quite often with Coach Hitchcock. And, you know, he's probably one of the most long-term successful coaches <laughs> in junior and in the National Hockey League. So, 
that kind of influence on people like that, the willingness for him to, to share his knowledge with others. Um, I know Mike Babcock says he probably wouldn't be a coach today without, hmm. you know, um, learning what he learned from Coach Drake. So it, it goes a long way. Um, his willingness and openness to share his knowledge with others was kind of was very much ahead of his time. I, I love the idea of, you know, I, I, you know, a great coach is a great coach and um, because there can be some really crappy coaches out there as well. My, my husband was telling me a story last night of a paper that he did while he was in university and about Coach Drake sitting down and, and talking to him about that. But taking that time and, and not rushing through it all and wanting to expand on it a little bit more, just the kindness of him and his willingness to, to explain and explain expand uh, on things and and he remembers that vividly when I was reading about him today you know the quotes are saying you know he just made everybody better and that he wanted to win but he did it without yelling and screaming that he was just a real class act you know coach always kept his emotions in check I mean he was a very intense person but he he knew that and truly believed in the process and in what he was doing and Mm -hmm. and through that process you know, a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, a lot of attention to detail. He knew that eventually his teams would be successful. And, you know, he really didn't have to yell or scream <laughs> at anybody. People got the message, and uh, he was he was the type of person you just didn't want to disappoint him. What did you learn from him, Stan? Um, you know, as in my role right now as general manager of the program, um, the biggest thing I take away from my relationship with Coach Drake was uh, just his core values, how he treated people. Um, you know, he was fair with everybody. Uh, he always had time for everybody. I know I've I leaned I've leaned, leaned on him a lot the last you know six years as general manager in regards to making decisions and and asked him his opinion on things and uh, was able to benefit from his experience and wisdom, but. For me, it was just his core values that are kind of the foundation of our program, uh, a team-first mentality where everybody's working hard for each other and not really too concerned about personal accolades, just working towards the success of the whole. There are so many things that he is going to be remembered for, and um, I, I've, I've seen, you know, Goat used so many times, and the greatest of all, greatest of all time being used uh, so often with so many different uh, players. Oftentimes, but I think that there would be a case to be made that you could easily say that Claire Drake was the greatest of all time coach. Well, you know, I don't doubt that for a minute, and I think you know his innovation was almost a detriment to him career wise because. <laughs> He was so ahead of his time, you know, when he did go to the NHL in the first instance, he wanted the boys to do fitness testing. He wanted them <laughs> to be in better shape. You know, he, he wanted them to have a, a dietitian to make sure they're eating properly. All things that every NHL team does today that perhaps the NHL wasn't ready for in 1970. <laughs> Stan, I want to thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and sharing your thoughts on on Claire Drake. And again, uh, sorry for your loss. Thank you very much, Jaylene.
take care of now. That's Stan Marple from the, uh, he's a GM of the U of A Golden Bears, um, sharing his thoughts on on Claire Drake, who passed away on, on Saturday at the age of 89. As I mentioned, the high-level bridge will shine green and gold in his memory tonight. I can tell you that, um, that Morley Scott had... I just need to find it here. Had some memories of uh, Claire Drake as well. Because um, you have to remember that Morley Scott uh, was a former Golden Bear hockey play-by-play announcer. He described, with Ryan Jesperson this morning, he described Mr. Drake as a, as a cerebral hockey guy. You just could break it down, and he just knew what was going on all the time. I remember I, my first uh, gig in Edmonton in radio was covering the Golden Bear hockey team for a couple of years. I did play-by-play play for them for a couple of years, and I remember at that point talking to some players. I, I remember a couple of players in particular having a conversation with them, and they said that they had to think more in hockey practice than they did in class because it was more cerebral at practice because Claire Drake was telling them stuff and they were trying to figure it out and trying to understand it and he said they, he, they, he teaches so much every day every practice you learn something from Claire Drake. And then Morley recalled a story from the days when he was working with the Golden Bears that he says exemplifies the kind of man that Coach Drake was. One year we went to uh, Trois Rivers, Quebec uh, for the national championship and being a young foolish radio guy at the time uh, the university station didn't have the money to send me so I we cut a deal I said I'll look after my own hotel and my own food if you'd pay for the flight and they said yeah we can do that <clears throat> so that's how we did it. I was looking after my own hotel Claire didn't coach the team that year he took a sabbatical Billy Morris was the head coach uh, Claire though came back and was with the team at the end and he was kind of around the team all the time he came to me the Bears lost the first two games and were eliminated and I had two more days to go in this hotel at my own expense before my flight home, like the rest of the team, right? Claire came up to me and he said, you're paying for this yourself, aren't you? And I said, yes, I am. He said, okay, check out of your room. We'll get you caught, put you in a room with a couple of players. You won't have to pay for anything. <gasps> so Claire Drake saved me a lot of money one time when I was a young man. <laughs> Claire Drake leaves behind his wife, Dolly, and daughters, Debbie and Jamie. He was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame last year. Hey, Chedville, have you heard about the ultimate Okanagan bucket list weekend? Yeah, it's going to be awesome. 630 Ched, really excited to tell you about the return of the ultimate Okanagan bucket list weekend. So one lucky winner and a guest, it could be you, is going to be whisked away to Kelowna, B.C., treated to everything from wine tours to golf to cozy onesies it says and everything in between so the um prize package includes that round trip airfare for two to Kelowna BC accommodation at Predator Ridge Sparkling Hill Resort and El Dorado Resort a uh, resort all have had, just heard great things about all of them You'll get $150 credit at Sparkling Hill Resort, a sommelier-led tour at Mission Hill uh, Family Estate Winery, a round of golf for two on Predator Ridge Public Golf Course, and there's more. All you have to do is go to 630Ched. Um, well, it says, actually, you enter to win online at 630Ched. So there is a contest list link, globalnews.ca, and if you go over to contests, you just have to follow the links down but 
check it out. That could be a really, really great getaway for you. Our producer Brad was in talking about making that appointment to have his uh, tires changed. His appointment was for noon on Saturday. By the time they got his car in, it was one o'clock. Then they said it would be a couple more hours, possibly like two, three, well, two, three hours uh, before that the uh, before the job was done. But he just got frustrated with the fact that his appointment was at 12. The car didn't even go in till one o'clock. And that got us onto a conversation about, you know, what happens when you make appointments, whether it's with the tire guys or with your doctor or the dentist or, you know, wherever it is. And and you're kept waiting. Number one, how do you handle it? Um, and, and yeah, well, how do you handle it? And how long before you say something? Um, lots of texts coming in this afternoon. It says we had a dentist that would triple book clients. We sat in a waiting room for over an hour, then had to leave to pick up kids um, from the daycare. They act like their time is much more important than everybody else's. As far as the tire experience that producer Brad had, someone says, same experience. Most companies are getting airline overbooking attitude. Sebastian says, come on, after about 20 minutes of sitting, if I was still looking at my car outside, I would have went to the counter and lost my composure. If they didn't say it was going in immediately, I would have pulled my car and left. And then as I was sitting in the parking lot driving away, I would have emailed the head office and explained my experience and my disappointment. Um, That's uh, from Sebastian. Yeah, and that's the other interesting point. So when you have to deal with that delay something like in this case that the tire changing do you go back do you let the general manager know do you let the company know more than just the person at the desk that you were dealing with i think it's really important in many cases that you actually do let them know uh douglas says jay blood drive i scheduled a time to give blood i got a babysitter for my kids it took two hours past my scheduled appointment just to wait for another hour before i could get hooked up for the donation i left and i never went back and isn't that a shame because when organizations let's say like canada blood services looking for donations and you have a bad experience yeah you oftentimes don't want to go back. I mean, how many times will you go back to a bad restaurant if you have a bad experience? Uh, that one was from Douglas. Uh, this one, oh my goodness. I ditched a dentist after multiple times booking the first appointment in the morning and he would show up late saying that he slept in. Ish. And how about this one? Doctor's wife here, slightly different perspective perhaps. I've been at my hubby's office when he's delivered life-altering news, nasty diagnoses with mortal or horrible outcomes. He takes the time necessary to answer all their questions and make the patient feel cared for. Yes, this may make him run late at times, but when you need him to spend time with you, will he? Even if it means that the kids only see him for a half an hour before bedtime. If he's running an hour late, he's going home an hour late too. I think that comes with you know with part of the job there as well I responded to uh, the doctor's wife saying but wouldn't the doctor know that on that day you know that he would know that he would have a patient that he would have to deliver life-altering information to and maybe to um, add a little more time to the appointment but I get completely get what you're saying um, as well and I appreciate that text and that perspective 
Um, my daughter was delayed at Perry's Pizza by 20 minutes. They gave her, gave her a free pizza. <laughs> um, and some more of your texts coming in this afternoon talking about, hey, come on, learn how to change your tires on your own. Someone's saying, you know what? Hey, this was Shelly. We changed a blowout on a cattle trailer on the Hendy in 30 minutes. No shop tools, nothing. There you go. So interesting. What would you do? How do you deal with it? Uh, 3.57 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. We'll take a break here for the 4 o'clock news. On the other side, Brendan Ulrich has your sports report this afternoon. We'll check uh, the market numbers and much more as the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News continues. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.